only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what's up, people? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Bottle Joe Podcast, episode 90. Today, we are talking about setting the sexual frame with your female friends. And when you've got a girl who's sending you signals that this friendship, hey, could be something more, how to handle that. Now, this tasty episode is brought to you by Bottlejoe.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick Ass Day Game. You can book one on one Skype coaching. If you're interested in ongoing packages, diving deep within that, just slide me a message on the website. We can flesh that out. And if you're interested in the deep immersive boot camps, also serious inquiries, send me a uh, message over there, Bottlejoe.com. Now, in today's episode, it was a session of all sessions. We dived into the real context of one of my clients that I just got off a session with, coaching session with like 15 minutes before, talking about a longtime female friend that's sending him signals now that, hey, maybe you want to get into this sexual universe with me. So we talk about the how-to. We talk about the two different paths of walking this line of a girl, whether you walk the path that can never be unseen. Once you dive down that, how to handle the inherent risk with that. We talk about the path that doesn't get walked and the question mark potentially if you're not going to be moving forward with abundance. And then along with all that, there's a very intense personal story that I actually hesitated a lot on telling, but I ended up doing it anyway. And if the girl uh, who I was talking about listens to this, I, I please listen to it with an open mind. And if you want to talk about it with me more later, we can for sure. It's more from the learning resource. So with that being said, there's so much to dive into. I can't even possibly summarize it right now as my head is fried. So go ahead and dive in. I'll catch you guys at the end. Oh shit, what's going on my friends? Welcome back to the Potter. This could be episode 90, I'm not entirely sure. But today we're talking about how to shift the frame with a woman that you are friends with and now make that sexual. Get that into a romantic, sexually polarized man-to-woman relationship. That is what I am talking about, son. Now, before we even get in on this, we've got the old bowl of matcha, so let me just take a quick old sip. Mmm, mm, that's good. It's a bit rough, but it's good because I made it in a, uh, I made it in a rush. Let's be honest here, guys. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm a little disheveled right now. I've been running around. I've been doing. I've been at the markets. I've been doing Skype calls, co- Skype coaching. I've been pumping out content, and actually, that is the perfect segue for what the context of this bottle. This is right off the press. I literally just got done Skype coaching with Man T, and uh, he was asking me about a specific situation in his life where he was out he was out and about he was out at night with one of his girl slash friends and that's going to be annoying for me to say so let's just for this set up the uh set up the structure for this potter every time i refer to this girl i'm going to refer to her as the girlfriend but no that's not actually the girlfriend it's the girl slash friend uh but it's just gonna be annoying for me to say girl slash friend all the time a girl he's uh been long time friends with but not in a sexual relationship with and uh, she dropped a pretty cheeky nugget. She dropped a pretty cheeky nugget. And of course, I'm not going to mention, I don't even know her name, so I couldn't mention her name. I'm not going to mention his name. So we're going to use this as educational as possible, educational resource. And yeah, so this is coming uh, right off the press. And if it feels like I've already kind of entered this poto mid-conversation, it's because I have. I've just spent the last 30 or 30 minutes talking with him. But then I often, I always send my clients uh, summaries of our sessions in which I get my thoughts together and give them recaps so they can take away the actionables. And so I've had a conversation with myself about this for the last 10, 15 minutes about when it comes to being in a friendship with a woman. And we're going to be speaking more on 
when it was always a friendship. Like when you've been in a friendship with a girl that it was that case right from the beginning. And we will talk about the decision making and the conscious and unconscious decision making when it comes to setting the frame right from the get. Because as I was talking to T, I even said to him that it is such a common pattern. It is such a frequent thing that I deal with with many, many different guys that I have been dealing with for the last several years in our sessions, which is that they'll often bring up the situation with a girl that they would love to get with this girl. They would love to get out of the friend zone, so to speak. And I've got done an entire poto on that. So we won't spend a, a lot of time specifically talking about the friend zone ship itself. We're going to be talking more about uh, shifting frame when a girl is giving you signals that she wants you to shift frame. Because that's what happened with T. And yeah, so we're going to dive into a lot of different things, but it was just burning on me because I realized that, and actually on the gram, normally what I do after my uh, Skype coaching is that I'll just sit down and deliver the number one lesson from that session and I'll do it on the gram in a quick story. But I was about to today, but then I realized, no, nah, this has got a whole pot written all over it, son. So that's what we're doing today. And that's why it feels like we're coming in mid-convo. How's that context? How's that context? And it might sound like I've got a lot of energy, but I don't, but that's why I've got the matcha. <laughs> that's why I've got the matcha because uh, that's the good thing about matcha is that it's it's caffeinated, but it's a relaxed caffeine because of the L-theanine. L-theanine, I believe that's how you pronounce it, which is a relaxant, but it's also got caffeine. So it's uh, it gives you the state of alertness without being all uh, hopped up like you get on coffee. Shout out to Mikel who loves coffee. I'm not about that coffee life. Although I will say that I had coffee the other day for the first time with some coconut milk and it was not bad. It wasn't the first time, but it's the first time in a long time. Anyways, let's go in on this. So we'll start with the context first, as we always do, and we'll mushroom out, we'll branch out from there. So with T, what he was talking to me about was how he's had this girl that right from the beginning, they've always been friends. They've always been friends. And as my coaching mind starts to gear up into him telling this story, the first thing that I think of is, well, how did you guys begin being friends? Because that is something so important to never unconsciously just brush over. Because I guess when guys, specifically guys, come to me and they say, you know, they want to get out of the French, the friend zone or they want to and actually, even something even deeper, something that I have to park in my mind here because we're not quite ready yet. I haven't quite done enough foreplay with you guys yet and goes to get you into this line of thought, but I need to pin it up in my mind. Otherwise, we probably won't get to it because, you know, tangents on tangents. But hold on, I'm just recalling it now. Give me a sec. Friendship, girls. Oh, here we go. Here we go. A lot of guys seem to think that it's either all in or all out with girls. It's either we're in a sexually romantic relationship or it's nothing. And I'm the, I'm the first to say that I've been so guilty of this, especially at the beginning of my journey. At the beginning of my journey, I was a little too hardline with this, especially when you live the direct life, especially when you're operating on direct, congruent, authentic. It's far too easy to get almost clinical almost clinical about it in which that you cannot foresee the benefits you could not future see the benefits of having a girl as a friend and that because you're living this hardcore direct lifestyle where it's like every girl knows where you're at every girl knows what it is that you're living open 
casually, free, no attachment. Let's just see who we are with each other in relation to each other, in relation to other different people, and we'll see if this can blossom into something magical. If it does, if it doesn't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's all one journey. It's all one life. You're living this bubble. Then what often comes with that is this clinical like precision in which that, so it's either that, it's either that, and we get sexually romantic in that way, and we explore the energy in that, or we don't go at all. And there's something to be said for that, at least to learn that principle, because it's actually on its own merit, based on its own merit, it's a good principle to learn that you are very decisive and that you don't take shit and that you don't allow shit to blow in your face. Like you don't just, that's, that's fucking graphic actually. You know, you know, what I'm saying here is that you, you learn, because for most people and most of you guys and actually girls now who are starting to take on these principles, direct and and authentic, Generally speaking, if you're coming to me, you've been living a life of the opposite. You've been living in the opposite in which that just to make that shift, you have to go 100 in that direction. Because if you go any less than 100, you're likely to slip back. So that's where that clinical, I see where the clinical precision comes from. And that's what I was like when I was first coming up in the journey, you know, being this Mr. Nice Guy, being this extremely attached, needy Adam at 19 years old. I had to go hard in that direction. So when I was starting to get into casual relationships, and you put and you put it to him. You put it to the girls. Like, listen, you know, when you're having the talk with the girl, and you're saying, "Well, this is where I'm at, and this is where I, the, how I want to operate in a relationship." And if you're willing to come into this, this is what it's going to be like, and this is what it's going to be like for us two together to grow together in this way. And I want you to be free as well at the same time. So the hardcore principles of the talk: what you need, what she needs, what we're going to get together. Nailed, nailed, nailed. And then once all those chips are on the table. All that's left is her response and her responses can only be one of two things. And that's the beautiful thing about the direct life is that her response can only be one of two things. It can either be I'm in or I'm out. Now, what's interesting about it is that because of the frame that you set, it's either in or I'm out and that's what you want from a girl. And then there's what you respond to that afterwards. So say she's in, well, then we know how that plays. You get into the casual relationship off in the sunset. As far as and until it no longer works, which is the nature of all casual relationships, it works until it doesn't, and that's a whole principle I talked about several times in several different. There's a whole video on casual relationships. It's me in front of a big ass fig tree. Check that out. Is it a fig? I think it's a fig. It's a huge tree anyway. It's magical. It's like it's like uh, something out of Jurassic Park. Just type in the channel casual relationship dynamics, and I've also done at least one podcast on it pretty recently as well. I think. So you can check that out. But so you know what that's like if, when it's in, when she's in. Now, let's say that she's out. This is what I really wanted to dive into. I just want to set up the thought and the frame process around it. When a girl's not in, and this is often the case, what you'll find is that girls that are not down for the casual, open, style, free relationships, they'll often say, well, listen, I was really just hoping that it could just be you and I. Uh, and if that's not going to be the case, then this is probably not right for me, which is perfect because that's what you wanted. You wanted clarity. You wanted there to be no mess. And so everyone knows where we're at. And so with that, you are now free to respond with set a new frame. But because she said that it's either, it's either us two being monogamous or you know we should, uh, we should just not do it at all, a lot of guys take that as an indication that, well, that's all, that's it. That's it, extinguished, fires extinguished. There's nothing more to be... Uh, ascertain there's nothing more to be developed from this connection with this other human being if we can't be in a sexual relationship and i guess like guys i'm 
I'm the biggest culprit of this. I had to learn this lesson the hard way many times over. There are many girls that come to my mind right now where I realize, fuck, we could have had a great, great friendship if I had set that frame instead of being uh, so clinical about it. And I guess over time it's because I was coming from such an opposite place that it just never occurred to me that you could have a woman as a friend. And not in the way, and this is so important. This is so important is that in order to set the correct dynamic of having a woman as a friend, the key principle behind it is that you set it, right? You set it. You don't put her in a position where she has to friend zone you because if you're putting her in a position where she has to friend zone you, what does that indicate? That means that you have not been operating on direct, congruent, authentic principles. That means you have not been willing to show her that you are a man of value, of purpose, of substance, that is not going to be attached to her, that is not going to be needy with her, that is going to be able to operate in this life in an attractive manner, regardless of whether she's there or not. I love this shit. I love this shit. Right? So she had friends on you in that position, but... In the reverse, which is what we're going to be spending most of today talking about, and what we're talking about right now, is that that isn't even a thing if you are the one setting, oh, hold up, that isn't even a thing when you are the one setting the dynamic and you are the one setting the frame. Because when we look at masculine to feminine energy, right, masculine energy is what leads. Right? Don't be attached to man, man and woman, just be looking at masculine and feminine energy and the polarity between the two. The masculine energy is the one that leads, and with leading comes a setting of frame. With leading comes the setting of frame. You would never expect the feminine energy to set the frame. And if she is having to set the frame, you have tremendously fucked up. If a woman is having to say to you, listen, I can't get around you because you're far too needy, you're far too attached, I have to put you in the friend zone right now. And of course, she's not consciously saying this, but that's what her actions are doing. That's why she only invites you out. Uh, to help help her shop, help her shop for lingerie that she's going to be wearing when she's fucking with another guy, right? That's that's all you will ever play in that role. And she's having to do that with you because she recognizes you're a sweetheart. She recognizes you're a nice guy, but she doesn't need a nice guy. There's many nice guys. There are many nice guys in this world that would be willing to go and shop for lingerie that she's going to be wearing with another guy with her. Many a nice guy. But she doesn't need... <laughs> She doesn't need you, or what I should really say is that she doesn't need to put in the effort to help transform you. It's not on her, and it's not her responsibility to enlighten you to the ways of a direct, congruent, and authentic man that is attractive in that nature, that is going to be able to set the frame for her. Because if she's having to do that to you, there is such a tremendous misalignment of energy. Anytime a woman has friend-zoned you, Please know that is an indication that you are so misaligned in the dynamic of this relationship and that you have not done what all men who have successfully breeded over the last, let's go back 5 million years. Let's go back five to the beginning of time, right? That since, since breeding has begun, I mean, of course, we can take this really elaborate, but let's just stay with the homo sapien race, right? The successful men were successful because they set the dynamic correctly and that they were only able to continue doing that because they were descendants of men that were setting frames correctly. Shit, I get passionate about this. Hold up, I, I, my matcha is, uh, it's running out. It's running out. I wanted to say running out is uh, I, I dumped on that and I need to just put an extra little bit of water in here. But don't worry, my mind is percolating because of this much. So you'll excuse me. Sumo-san. Come in the side. 
You excuse me, my friends. Okay. Okay. So let's tag back here. Let's stay with it. Let's tag back here to what I was talking about with how it doesn't have to be all sexual or nothing at all. You can set the frame with a woman in which that, yes, I can have Maria here. I can have sexy Mexican lady right here as one of my friends. And it's okay because I have chosen that. But it's not okay. And this is the final wrap up on this point. It is not okay for a woman to be forced into a position where she has to friends on you because you weren't willing to stand up and be a man about it. Okay. And be a masculine being about it. If you aren't willing to, that's where the misalignment is. So with that being said, now now we paint the darkness out. I'm part of the dark side of this. Let's move on to the light, which is how beautiful it can be when you find a spirit in a woman in which that for whatever reason, this wasn't sexual from the beginning. And we have spoke, we've just spent the last 10, 15 minutes speaking on that. We, but it's not quite fully fleshed out. But I think we will fully flesh it out when I get back to T's story. Because it's something that I asked him about in our coaching session just a little while ago. A little while ago. So we will get to that a little bit more. But there are so many benefits. There are so many benefits to having a, uh, a feminine energy as a friend in terms of being able to relate perspective off of. That's probably the number one thing I should say. And the reason why I'm painting this out is because I need 19-year-old Adam to listen to this. I need him to understand that to be able to go out on dates, to be going out on three, four, five, day twos a week with all these different girls. Some of them are fucking with you. And I don't mean in a sexual way, but I mean like some of them are like, they're weird. That's one thing you'll notice is that as you start to gain sexual abundance in your life as a man or a woman, is that people are weird. People are fucking weird. Like there are some strange people out there, which you don't really get a window into if you just only run in the social uh, circles of work, friends, and... Uh, getting drunk at a bar every now and again. But if you're going out there and you're actively bringing people into your life through the active cold approach, what you start to realize is that there's a lot of weird people in the world, especially when they've been exposed to the dynamic of a cold approach situation in which I didn't know this person the day before and now we're sitting down having coffee. Now we're kissing each other in the park. Now we're back at my place making fondue and getting some of that Bavarian cheesecake in. People get weird. People uh, get weird and to be able to have a feminine energy to relate to in which that you're not so concerned with, am I going to have sex with this girl tonight, but I can actually just talk to her and know that that's not a thing on my mind. There is tremendous benefit in that. There's tremendous benefit in that. And actually the benefits could go, uh, we could go on and on about them, but I think that's just the number one. I think if you can just open your mind to having that perspective and not being so precision, hardcore and hard line of it, things are going to be good. And you're going to get, you're going to learn a lot through that. Now I want to tag back to T's story here as I get this ginger water in some Himalayan rock salt as well. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't think I actually painted out this scenario of how, of his actual story. No, I think I just gave you the, the brief, I gave you the brief overview, but I haven't actually gone into story yet. So let's go into the context. And I'm sure he's fine with this. I don't even have any names, so I couldn't even I couldn't even fuck shit up, even if I knew the names. And uh, I highly doubt she's listened to this and know who T is, because there are several T's. There are many T's. There's a T in New York, there's a T in Miami, there's a T in Melbourne, there's a T in Sydney. There's many T's, so even you guys wouldn't know which T this is. Only he knows. So 
You're saying to me, just in this session, Adam, I want to get your opinion on female friendships because there was this girl that I knew in college and that we had always kind of just been friends and this, yeah, here we go. And then I had, uh, I, that's when I tagged in going, but when you say you had always just been friends, how did that dynamic get set in the beginning? And he said, well, it was definitely because I was just too passive about it. I was, it was just too easy and too comfortable for me to allow this to just enter the friend zone and just slip into the friend zone just because that's it was too easy it was too comfortable you know being direct with a girl and this is before we had started working to with each other nowadays he's nothing like this nowadays he could see this is not definitely not the way to be but back in those days yeah he would just he would meet girls he's attracted to and just let it slide let it slide into the friend zone the girl has to do that to him so anyways that was the inception i just thought i needed to know that for my own context as a coach but it's good for you guys to know as well and so he's out uh, last weekend, and he'd just been doing a bit of, bit of Christmas shopping. He'd been doing a bit of Christmas shopping with this girl, longtime friend, and they were out at a bar, I believe, that night. Yeah, they're out at a bar, out at a club. They were, they'd gone out anyway together because they just like to hang. There's a chill. It's a good vibe. And she was a little bit tipsy, and he... He mentioned something. Oh, that's right. He met, he said to her, "Listen, the uh, the Xmas or the Christmas shopping that we were doing earlier today, you know, that's borderline gay best friendship." And I think he was he was just playing around, having a joke. However, it came up, and she said in a very candid moment that, "Hey, I wasn't the one who turned you into the who made this the gay best friend Christmas shopping adventure," as if to say. Hey, hint, hint, wink, wink, this is all on you. If you want to change this dynamic, I'm open. If you want to slide me a slice of this old Bavarian cream pie right here, I'm, I'll take a teaspoon. I'll take a slice right here of all tea. And, and so he's saying to me, he's like, he's like, Adam, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this when a girl sends you a signal that she wants you to shift the dynamic, when she wants you to shift the frame? And I'm like, oh, well, I'll have a field day with this. We'll have a field day with this because this is a very interesting thing when a woman sends you the signal to shift the frame because that says many things. It says many things regardless of how the relationship began and how the dynamic was set from the beginning, which by the way, which is why we started the potter with this because setting the frame right from the beginning will save you so much pain down further down the journey. But I acknowledge, but we can't go back in the past here. So we acknowledge with T, and that's what I'm always trying to do with my uh, people, which is, you know, let's just acknowledge the mistakes. Let's acknowledge how we should have done it in the beginning so that we don't make the mistake again. But now let's deal with what we have to work with right now, which is that this girl is sending him signals, shift the frame for me. Now, what's really interesting, first thing to note, is that a girl will never send you a signal in the way that a man will send you a signal. A girl will never wave the white flag, okay? She will fly a white butterfly. She'll send a white butterfly. You know, as a dude, when in that analogy right there, when a dude's ready to give up, he will he will tell the other dude, "Here's the white flag." He will wave the white flag, which clearly says, "I'm giving up." But a girl is not that direct about things. A girl and a feminine energy will not be that plain and brutish about it, unless she has a lot of masculine energy, in which case you would see that. But for we're speaking on the average here. We're speaking on the average girl that has a healthier percentage of feminine energy, she's going to let you know in a more subconscious, in a more subcommunicated way, 
in which that it's going to come in the form of a butterfly, in which you have to read into it, in which that she's going to say in a very cheeky moment, in a very candid moment where she's a little bit tipsy, she's not so filtering, she's not so hyper aware of everything she's saying and what that could mean. So she just lets fly that, oh, hold up. So she just lets fly that, hey, that gay Xmas best friend Christmas shopping potential adventure thing was, that's uh, all you. And so you, if you want to, and that's, and that's where it ends. It's like, Hey, you're the one who decided that. That's what she said. You're the one who played that, who set that. And of course, and that, no, that, but that's even too much. Even what I'm, it's my masculine mind then is stepping into that. All she said was that you're the one who said that that's what it was going to be. That's all she's had to communicate. And that's all she will communicate. She's not going to say anything more than that. And if you don't pick up on that signal now, I've been working with T for some time. So he picks up on that signal immediately and goes, oh, hang on a second. Because I, a lot of guys who are not experienced that are not regularly meeting new girls wouldn't really take that as a signal because it's subtle. It's very subtle. And that's really, that's probably the biggest benefit. Well, not the biggest. It is of the branch of the biggest things that come from being a dude that even if you are more of a natural listening to this, like say if you're uh say if you want a McKeezy's friends or you want a Roy's friends or you want a Ben's friends or you want a Glenn's friends, any of my natural friends that uh, don't necessarily have too many issues with females, but say and say one of you are listening to this for the first time or you're more of a natural guy listening to this, um, you probably wouldn't even pick up on this. But one of the greatest benefits of actively pursuing a lifestyle that at least incorporates some type of cold approach of just meeting random people and bringing them in is that you get way more accustomed to the subtleties of social dynamics. And that when a girl drops a very subtle hint in a tiny moment, it lasts a fraction of a second. It's like one sentence, one sentence. Hey, that Christmas, that Christmas shopping we did today, that's borderline gay best friends shit. And she's like, hey, you're the one who said that. That's it. That's it. But within that right there, what you're seeing is her desire for you to shift the frame. So what I'm really trying to harper on here for you guys is that just be aware of the subtleties. Be aware of when a girl says something like that. Don't brush over that. Don't brush over that because the feminine energy is never going to give you a white flag. She will only send you a white butterfly, aka subtlety. Just be aware of that. Now, what to do with the subtlety? What to do with the subtlety? This is where I dived in with T on. There's only two paths here. And it's really based on, well, it's based on a few things. So let me, I was about to shortcut it. Let's not shortcut it. Let's go in full. This is a big thing. First, but there's, there's, there, there's a fork in the road that comes with the situation when you've clearly recognized a signal that a girl that you're friends with wants to shift this relationship or would like you to sexually progress this now, because that's what she's saying. What she's saying there is that, listen, we've been friends, but... I'm attracted to you on some level here, at least to the point where I would like to explore the sexual realm, sexual universe of you in which that we could, uh, we could, we could cause some fires here. You know, there's something going on there. So come take a slice. When presented with that, there are essentially two, two roads. It's a fork in the road. Road one to the left, take a step to the left. You decide to explore this with her. Now, the risk is inherent with this in that you can never walk back up this path. Once you take the path of exploring a sexual relationship with a woman that you were previously friends with, you can never walk back up that. You can never unbecome sexual partners together. You can never unsee what you have now seen with her. So with that, there is quite a big risk because if things are going well, if things are as you would like them right now, 
why would you risk that? Why would you want to risk that? Why would you want to risk that in the event that something uh, goes balls up? In the event, and when I say balls up, what I'm really painting there is all good things come to end, and this too shall pass. And I said something before about casual relationships in which that they work until they don't. And any guy that has been under my guidance and for myself, talking to myself myself right here, that has been through several stages in life of multiple casual relationships going on at the same time, what you'll know is this fundamental core principle is that they work until they don't. And what that really is to say is that they work until either A, you no longer want to be with that girl because you found a girl that you want to spend more time with and so you cut off all casual relationships, aka you want to now step into a little more serious monogamy, or she feels that and she now finds a different guy or she finds something and a in something else, something in someone else in which that you are currently not providing. So what is this all to say? What is the seed of this tree? They work until they don't. They work until they don't, which is different from monogamous relationship because the way a monogamous relationship uh, ends is either by death or by changing of desire, a changing of des- changing of intent for what you wish to see come from yourself and come from this person, right? That's how those two things end. And how it comes to that, there's many different ways, whether it's cheating, whether it's not that at all, et cetera, et cetera. We won't dive into that. It's a very deep rabbit hole and I will get too much of an attention. But it's different because in a casual relationship, you go into a casual relationship knowing that this is going to end when it no longer works. Because casual relationships by their very default and an open relationship by its very default, it has a different sort of timer on it. It has a different ticking timer on it. And all relationships have a timer that's winding down. It's just the nature of them are slightly different. In the casual relationship, you kind of know going in that this is not something that we want to pursue for the rest of our lives together. It's just something that you know. I mean, I've, at least personally, I've never gone into a casual relationship thinking that, yes, I intend to be in a casual relationship with this woman for the rest of my life. Because you're almost, you're mixing mentalities there. That's the mentality that comes with monogamy, yet you're taking the practice of a casual relationship. So you can see that's why those two things don't work. So with that being said, when you go down the path of being with a woman who's, you know, you've been friends with her, it's been great. She's sending you signals now that she's, she's attractive for whatever reason. However, she's, maybe she's seen something in you. Maybe you've started to grow, which is actually what's happening with T right now. He's going through a profound shift of evolution with his being. He's becoming as I described to him, he's sitting deeper within himself. And whenever a woman can sense that from you, it just lights up her attraction meters. You know, you can be friends with a girl for years. And then when you start to shift on yourself, you start to get deeper on yourself, you start to sit deeper on yourself. A girl that was previously never really sexually attracted to you, all of a sudden it's just like lights on, lights on, lights on. It's like when the the pilot, the jet fighter pilot is is uh, firing up his jet, and it's just like ding, 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 ding. He's switching all the flitches, uh, switching all the, f- switching? Flicking all the switches. There we go. Flicking all them switches. Switches coming on. And it's quite powerful when that happens, and T's going through that right now. He's a young dude, and he's he's sitting deeper on himself, and so his girls are starting to recognize these things in him. And, and that's real. I guess why I really want to sit down on this potter, because the reason why this had to be a potter is that I need him to listen back to this. You know, I've often said to you people, you people, you people, that a lot of my content is for one. 
And I don't just mean that in a metaphorical way or in a very macro way. I often mean that in that, especially with these potters, I'm really just talking to one person here, aka, or not just aka, but primarily it's myself at 19, but there's always the context of one person that spurs off these potters. So I really need Tito to listen back to this. It's just that you guys happen to get tremendous value from it as well. So that's why I put it out in a public forum and not just send this to him privately. Let's share that love. But this is going to start to happen a lot more for him. It will happen a lot more that as men, and actually not just men, but women as well. Women that, because I know the girls that do listen to this bottle and it's starting to become a lot more now. You are not your average girl. You are the type of girl that is interested in evolving your being. And that type of girl is going to start to see this in relationships with their high quality male friends, with their friends, maybe that, yeah, you could actually flip this perspective easily, easily, where if you're a girl that's evolving on herself, starting 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 to sit deeper in on herself, and maybe you've got a few natural friends, a few natural dudes that you always want, you know, you always were attracted to, but they're never really attracted to you. But then all of a sudden they can see that you're starting, actually, I can relate to this big time. I relate to this big time. I know a few girls right now that are starting to walk that journey. And I never really saw them as being attractive. You know, they were cool friends, cool friends to have as girls. But all of a sudden, there's something so attractive about a human being that is improving themselves. And I mean actively. I mean actively pursuing the chase of self-cultivation. You're able to do that. It is probably the most attractive thing to me out of any human quality. You know, of course, we're all, we're hardwired to be attracted to healthy-looking beings because they're going to produce healthy offspring. Because they're going to uh, they're going to further the genetic line. Of course, we're hardwired for that. Which is, you know, people hate to hear that. People hate to hear the fact that there's a genetic predisposition to us being attracted to sexy-looking people. But it's like ridiculous to deny that otherwise. So don't even have that conversation with me. But because I'm I'm blowing that flamethrower straight back in your face. But so we have that, of course. You've got to be sexually attracted to this person. You know, let me say this. Let me say this right now. Oh, this is perfect, actually. She might even be listening to this. Actually, maybe I shouldn't then. <laughs> ah, shit. Maybe I shouldn't then. Oh, I feel like I've dug myself in there now. Now, the reason why I was, I was about to dive in on the story of a girl that I was seeing a couple of weeks ago. But we haven't. The reason why, normally I wouldn't hesitate. You guys know me. Normally, I would not hesitate on a personal story that is super relevant. But the And so if I am hesitating, what that is to say is that there's probably a very good reason. And the very good reason is that I have not had this, had this conversation with her yet because I am allowing her to learn this lesson for herself. So in that case, and I'm pretty sure she's going to listen to this, I probably should not because it would fuck up the whole process of me allowing her to learn the lesson for herself. Hmm. But I need you guys to learn it. Okay, so because not what I would like to do, what I'd like to do with these with these contexts and these stories is I like to give uh, the exact scenario. I like to dive in on the exact moment that it happened. I really shouldn't. This is really this is actually this is very rare for me that I'm actually debating within my own mind during this podcast whether I should tell this story or not. Normally, I, hold up. Like normally, when I go on and say, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't tell that story," normally I I just move on after that straight away, straight afterwards. But that's how important this is. Okay, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to tell a story that even though this might cause some shit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell it anyway. I'll tell it anyway. And if she finds out, listen, to the girl that I'm about to uh, tell the story on, 
if you want to have a conversation with me straight after this and after you hear this, please do. Please do and we'll talk about it. We'll sit down, we'll talk about it. But <clears throat> such is the nature that if you date me or if you get into, if you even just go out with me once, of course I want to talk about the lessons about that because this is what I do. So I guess that's just a forewarning to any girl that's listening to this. Um, I, I, I can't not, like I can't not. This is what I live and breathe. And it's it, to me, it's like I would, even if, that's how much you guys mean to me actually. Even if this completely fucks up the relationship with the girl that I'm about to speak about, it'll be worth it because at least you guys would get some value from it. At least you guys would get something from it. And uh, if she's the type of girl that would get that about her about anyway, okay. Let anyways, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So let me go in on this. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I was talking about how this is such a tangent. It's such a tangent. I can't believe we went into this debate over such a tangent, but it's actually more of a lesson in the thought processes. So it's actually worth it. But I, I was out with a girl uh, a week ago, and. The reason why I want to bring up the story is because I was talking about how, how we are attracted to people and how healthy-looking people we're attracted to, and not just healthy physically, but healthy mentally as well. And yeah, this is what. So yeah, this is going to give you guys real context about why we're even talking about the story because I was talking about how people that are on their purpose, purpose persons of purpose, they're the most attractive people to me, and with that. There was something very interesting about this girl that I was hanging out with and we're chilling with. And I was uh, I was having a tea with her. She's having a coffee, I'm having tea. And what I often like to do on dates is that I just like to shut the fuck up. Now, of course, those of you that know my content, this is like that's nothing new. Of course. Right? The way that you get other people to feel connected to you is by allowing them the space to connect with you. You do less talking, they do more talking, you do less. You do more hearing, they feel more connected with you. Core principles right here. Like you shut the fuck up, they feel more connected to you. So, of course, that's normal, but I felt a lot of... Uh, I was feeling waves of pain coming out from this girl mentally in terms of, as I had to speak on, the guys are coming up from the depths of the earth and that she would not really felt a masculine being just being willing to sit there in front of her and just genuinely listen. And that's what I'm all about, regardless of whether you're a girl I'm, a, I'm on a date with or uh, one of my clients or just a random or the French lady on the street who's telling me about how much she loves about trees, which was yesterday, right? Whoever it is, I'm very interested in just listening to what you have to say because I'm, I'm a studier of life. And if you are here in this life, you are life. So I'm there just sitting with her and I could sense that as we're sitting over this Chinese monkey green tea and she's, um, she's got coffee. She should have that monkey tea. She should have had it. It was good. And I'm just allowing that space for her. I'm feeling a lot of pain coming out. I'm feeling a lot of pain coming out. And not not pain towards me, but just pain that's coming out from her life that maybe she hasn't discussed in this way. Now, now what's, what's interesting here is that she's starting to talk about some health issues, some health battles, right? And these different things that are popping up. And... It's, it's like this, this is its own podcast. What I'm realizing right here is a whole bunch of things that I want to talk about that is not relevant to why I even brought up this story. So oh, hang on. Let me, let me stay straight here. But basically, she'd been going through some rough times recently uh, health-wise. And what I could tell is that what I know is that she's a very pretty girl. She's a very pretty girl. However, what I was feeling in that moment was that 
because she wasn't in her healthiest state physically, this is why I really want to bring this on, is that I didn't feel a sexual connect, a sexual pull to her. I, I was connecting with her on a on a human to human level where I was really empathizing with her and, and, you know, like, uh, our, I just, our general human connection was aligning for sure that, you know, she's a really cool girl to hang out with. But I remember going home that night thinking, but do I want to have sex with her? Do I want to have a sexual relationship with her? The answer was a hundred percent. No, hundred percent. No. And actually this is fantastic because this is something that I was uh, going in on tea with, with getting clarity around. And there's so much more we need to talk about, about the two paths. So don't worry. My mind's there the two paths of whether you explore the sexual connection with this girl you're friends with or you don't, et cetera, et cetera. But I know from the get from here, from this time I spent with her, that I didn't feel very sexually attracted to her because I know that she had been, and that the physical state that she was in, and like, and when I say like, she's, she's uh, some guys, some guys probably would have been even more attracted to her because she was so thin. But she was, she was, uh, and this is uh, this is why I, w- I was hesitating on this because we haven't had this conversation one to one yet. But it's like I could imagine. I remember going home the like I could imagine if that if I hadn't met her pre all these health issues that she's been having the last few weeks, and that she had been training regularly, and that she had been eating regularly and whatnot, and being in her normal uh, routine of things, and her physique would have looked different. And the and the the color in her in her cheeks, so to speak, would have looked different. I probably would have felt different towards her, at least on a sexual level. You know, of course, not. I don't feel different towards her in terms of uh, our connection as human beings. Like, she's, you know, she's a cool human being, but in terms of my sexual attraction towards her, wasn't there because as human beings, we are attracted to healthy human beings. And if you're not, and you can't deny that, which is why I wanted to bring this up, which is why it's such an interesting tangent, but it does actually dive us into a few other things. So I'm glad I did bring it up because the the initial spark for this was me just talking on how we are attracted to healthy human beings, both mentally and physically. And while I felt that she was just a geyser coming up from the depths of the earth, wanting to share about uh, all the hardships she's been going through and all this tough shit over many, many years, not just in the last few weeks, but over many years of her life and how she's really just had a really tough life in general. And I'm just sitting there listening to this all. That's not necessarily uh, pushing me away, not pushing me away, but turning me off sexually. It's more just that because I've, I've, uh, I've been, I've gone into sexual relationships with girls that have had fucked up lives for sure. And that uh, need, were really looking for me to be the space to absorb that for them. You know, and, and I've entertained that for a little bit. And, and nowadays I know that's maybe not necessarily the best place to start a relationship. But that's why I always start things as open, casual, and free. Because in the event that I find a girl is needing me as too much of a rock, aka the last potter, are you ready for a relationship? AKA times two, are you looking for someone else to walk with you because you can't walk on your own? I know that's not the best place to start with, but some girls just blow your mind on a physical, sexual level, emotionally anyway, as well, that you want to at least explore that. That's why we always start things in the open, casual, free manner, because you don't know what that person's going to be like in four weeks. They might be able to hold back the geyser for a couple of weeks, but will they be able to hold that back from in a month's time? You don't know. And so that's why if you've set up the T's and C's correctly of this relationship, you can piece out when you sense that she's starting to put up toxic mentalities. Now, when I'm with this girl and I'm sensing this, I'm sensing this psychologically that if I was to get in a sexual relationship with this girl, 
I know that this probably has a very short fuse on this. I know that the fuse is very short on this actually because I've seen this pattern. I know this pattern with girls, hurt girls need, let me retract that need. Hurt girls need to, no, actually, fuck it. Keep that need there. Hurt girls need to bleed. I want you to dive in on that for a second. Hurt girls need to bleed. What that means is hurt girls need to let go. When I say they need to bleed, they need to bleed out all the toxicity that has come through them. And you can largely extend this to all human beings. But the reason why I stuck it on girls is because we're talking about a girl right now. So stay with the context here, but it applies to everyone. Hurt girls need to bleed. And what that means for me is that if I'm sensing a girl in front of me who's sexually attracted to me and that you know I, I could get into a sexual relationship with her, I do know, based on pattern recognition, that she will need to bleed at some point if she has not already currently done that. And I know she's not currently done that because of what's coming out right now. You know, if you look at when I talk about the depth, the guys are coming up from the depths of the earth, that is the same analogy, just it's a brotherhood analogy for her girls need to bleed. When you sense pain within someone, it's going to have to come out at some point. It's just a matter of how, when, what does it look like? How's it going to manifest? And are you going to be willing to deal with that? I would not suggest, I would not recommend that an Adam would go into a relationship with a girl knowing that that is going to be the case. What I would suggest is that that Adam sets the frame of this relationship as, well, we're going to keep this as friends because you're a cool human being right now. And I can sense that we connect with each other. And the only reason why that this is not progressing sexually is not the only reason, but one of the major reasons is that I feel like you need to bleed out. You need to bleed out the toxicity within you. And when I say toxicity, I, it's not even necessarily that because there's a there's a tendency to view toxicity as you know when we think about toxic people we think about people that are just horrible people not necessarily good people harbor toxicity good people have been hurt good people have not allowed themselves the freedom to bleed out that toxicity and if if you can sense that all the time and so when it comes to a sexual relationship which is what we're speaking on specifically here is that it's really important to to analyze that right from the get and know what you are signing up for. Let me reset here. That's all I'm really saying here is that know what you're signing up for. And as I'm just diving in on this Chinese monkey tea, it's a green uh, green leaf, by the way. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> okay, stay focused, Adam. When I'm sitting there and I'm diving in on that and I'm absorbing all of her, it's like I love that she is so open about this. I love that she's showing this to me. And you know, for some girls listening to this going, well, Adam, should I not do that? Because what what the sounds of it is like is that she actually pushed you away by being so open and being so direct. Because this is the first time we met. She almost she pushed you away. And what I'm saying is that no, don't do that. Because it's gonna come out at some point. And I would rather, as a man, know from the beginning what it is you're dealing with. Let me make the decision. Let me make my decision right from the beginning before we're even slightly attached before we've even and because this, oh, it depends on the guy you're dealing with it depends on the guy you're dealing with if you're dealing with a guy like me that has been cultivating direct congruent authentic for many many years at this point at the first sign of a girl showing me an inability to control her own toxicity i'm out i'm out right because i know that pattern i know that pattern and i'm not the type of good i'm not the type of dude 
And you'll find this is a commonality amongst all, all men operating on this level or all masculine beings operating on this level. A masculine being that stays true to his principles and is operating on his purpose in life has no time for that. He has time for someone who wants to work with him and would is inviting, not just inviting, but is imploring him to understand and work with. Right? He has time for that because a man who's operating on those principles and a human who's operating on those principles has the empathy. I have so much empathy for her. But there's a very big difference between having empathy for someone and wanting to work with them and, and being open to working with them and then to also be in a sexual relationship with them. It's two very different things. And it's different if it manifests at a different stage in the relationship. But if coming back here for a girl who's listening to this right now, and I know I feel like all girls need to listen to this right now. If you have not let out, if you have not bled out, and if you have got things going on within you, deep shit, do not mask those things because they will come out eventually. Now, the huckster, the salesman will tell you, no, no, ladies, no, ladies. Hide it all. Hide all the dirt. Hide all the toxicity. Store it away deep inside. Convince him that you are perfect. Convince him that there is no shade, that there is no darkness within your being. And then, so so then you'll get the sex from him. You'll get the stability from him. He might even buy you some shit. He might even take you out to some nice restaurants. So you can just get, get, get. And then you can let the tent fall over. Then you can let... The guys are erupt. Then, because then he's already he's in on you now. He's already invested in the world of poker. He's pot committed already. So then he has to deal with your shit. That's what the salesman would say. That's what the huckster would say. But for me, as a, as, as a guy, it's like, if you're dealing with shit, let me know right from the beginning. Because a girl and this, everyone's dealing with something. I'm not telling you to share your entire uh, wardrobe of of uh, demons with me on the very first date. All I'm saying is that if it's something that's that important, that you feel like it's important to bring up on, that you're something that's dealing within you. Oh, by the way, Adam, I was in hospital two weeks ago. I feel like that's something I should know. That's something I would like to know, which would also explain to me, and it gives me empathy for you as to why you're maybe not looking in your physical prime right now. Because I even, I even ask, because I'm like, because uh, you know, I, I checked. I, I knew her, I checked out her gram before that, and she looked uh, you know a little bit fuller, a little bit healthier before that. And I was thinking like something must have gone on in her life. Uh, and I'm glad that it wasn't left up to my assumption. I'm glad that it wasn't left up to my assumption because I can tell like you know it's almost like imagine um no that's actually that's a bad one. It's not it's not even accurate. It's too much of an exaggeration. Just just you know she he, anyone who just been in a hospital is you know going to be uh, not looking in their best shape anyone so i have that empathy for her now and and i'm glad that she brought that up and now as we're dag- diving back up as a diving back up i know that turned into something different but i feel like it's just really important and that is the motherfucking potter we dive in on on things that need to organically produce themselves so i taught i was talking about the two different paths and how you cannot unsee what you have seen and you cannot walk back a path that has already been walked and that is what happens with a girl that you are that we're friends with, and you want to get into a sexual relationship with. So what I was saying to T, and so yeah, for, now we've we've tied up that previous thing. Now we're going to move on to something different here. With T, I'm saying to him here is that so. With that being said, 
you have to acknowledge the risk that is inherent within that. That if 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 shit goes balls up, if in four weeks' time all of a sudden you realize this girl is a completely different girl in a sexual relationship. This girl is not who I thought she was. She starts getting super needy in sexual relationships. She starts getting super attached. And she was nothing like the girl that when we were just best friends, just know that you can never go back after that. That maybe in five years, maybe in seven years time, when you've both done evolutions, revolutions on yourselves, if you have both done evolutions and revolutions on yourselves, because that's not, to, that's not a guarantee. I said that as a guarantee because that's how I operate. But it's not a guarantee. Just because just because you give someone five to seven years time, that doesn't mean they're going to get better. But I kind of assumed that. I kind of assumed that because that's how I would like to. That's how I think. So, but actually, I, I need to count. I need to. Uh, I need to bring in perspective that that's actually not a guarantee. So, so you just you have to acknowledge that risk. Now, of course, I'm painting the uh, the downside because you need to protect against the downside. But there's always the upside of that. This could be something even more beautiful. This could be something incredible that you did not even foresee of being with this girl that now when she's in a sexual relationship, holy shit, she becomes a different person for the better. She becomes the type of girl that, oh, maybe I would like to have this girl mother my children. Maybe I'd like to have this girl there for me when my life turns to shit. And I need, and there, and she could be that net for me. Not that that's her purpose. Go back to the previous potter. But she could be a net. She could be a great net in the event that I need to be catched, that I need catching. So there's that, there's that. So let me be fair. There's, there's both things there, but there's risk. There is risk. And that's all I'm painting into him, that if you walk that path of exploring a sexual relationship with a girl that you were once friends with, and you are taking her signal now to shift the frame and shift the dynamic, that is the inherent risk. Now, let's step, let's, let's step over to the right side now. Let's take a step to the right and look at the right side of this path, which is in which that you don't do that at all. You, you recognize her signal, but you say, actually, no, I'm good. I'm good. Now, there is a risk in this, but it's only a risk if you are coming from a scarce mindset. And that there is only and the risk is the question mark. The risk is the question mark in which that if you are sensing you it's always that thing of, well, what if? What if I had taken things sexual with her? What if I had stepped out of and she you know because especially with T, it wasn't his choice to make each other friends. Okay, it was just because back in the day, his previous self didn't know how to operate on direct, congruent, authentic. So he just slid into the friend zone ship because she had to do that to him. He wasn't willing to step up and take control of the frame. Okay, so now that he has been presented with a second opportunity, which is rare, by the way, rare. Why? Because most people do not do the type of evolution on themselves to which they're showing this girl. Holy shit. Now I'm attracted to this guy because he's on his purpose. Because he's evolving. Because he's a different guy than when I first met him. That's not most people. So for this to come up, this is a gem. This is a gem right here. But there's a question mark. Now, the question mark is actually predicated on one very important thing. The question mark is predicated on whether you are operating from abundance or scarcity. Because there will be no question mark if you are going to move forward in life. However, if you are going to do the opposite, and if you are not going to move forward in life, the question mark will always be there. So let's flesh that out. What that means to say is that if you are not confident in your ability to be able to attract a new woman into your life, new women into your life, then of course you will always be thinking about what if, what if, what if. But if you're the type of dude like who T is now, one of my people now, Adam now, who's like, actually, it doesn't matter whether we get sexual or not because I don't need that from her. 
I don't need that from her because I can go out today, I can go out tonight, I can go out in a month, in five years, in 10 years, and know what it means to be able to bring a new person into my life. So I don't need that from her. So it's our relationship will never be tainted with the question mark in my mind of thinking about whether, yes, no, was it what it would have been like. I'm not going to fantasize about it because why? You don't, you don't have time for that. It's not even something that's going to crop up in your mind. So with the two different paths, there's risk in both of them, but there's much more risk in the left side in which that you take her down and you do go down the sexual explosion of her because you can't undo that. But there is, and then on the flip, on the on the right side, there is the risk in that if you're not going to be a man who's moving forward, there's risk there. Which I, but that's the risk in every, that's the risk in everything. To me, that's the greatest risk. That's the greatest risk in life is not betting on yourself to move forward. If you aren't going to be a person who's going to move forward in life, that's the ultimate risk. So that's kind of always there. It's kind of always there, but it's it's a it's a macro thing. It's a it's a life principle. It's a it's a omnipresent, ubiquitous, universal principle. So, yeah. Yeah, we talked about some shit there, didn't we? We got into some shit there. It's actually a good time for me to just, just take a step back and realize where we are in this conversation. You know, I feel like... I feel like I didn't quite wrap up what I wanted to say about that girl. I, I did, I did, but there was many things, there were so many things, that that conversation that I was talking about that date with that girl, that could have gone into many, many different things. So I just want to say this to her is that while I didn't, I wasn't sexually attracted to her in that moment because of the uh, what she was going through and what that meant for her mentality and for her physically, even though she's a very pretty girl, right? It's just that because I could tell she's not healthy in that moment, not attracted sexually. Six months time, she could be a completely different person that could change. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave that there. We'll have a conversation. She wants to talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let me reset this camera. And you know, it's really interesting because the old Adam or the younger Adam who is less enlightened to this thing would have felt the pressure to get sexual with her because she's sending me the signal that she's sexually attracted to me. Yeah. As I've been going down this journey, what I've been learning is that sometimes it is just better to let the fish go. Sometimes it is better to not pick that fruit. When the fruit is not ripe, it is sometimes better just to let it keep growing. Okay. And it's interesting because I always say this. And the reason why I say this is because there is the lone feminist out there that thinks that equates that analogy to me referring to the woman as a piece of fruit. You know, like I say this every single time, and for those lone rangers out there, that lone feminist out there that thinks that I'm referring to this girl as a piece of fruit, it's like, how ridiculous, how could you even do it? I know that they're just trying to find anything to get angry about, but just in case you are that person, no, I'm not referring to her as the piece of fruit, what I'm referring to is, is the experience, is, oh shit, is the experience of what this woman is offering me, Right? And that the experience of getting sexual with her in that moment, I know. I know because she has not bled out her toxicity and that she needs, she has work to do with herself. That there's no point in us getting into a sexual relationship right now. And I would much rather in six months time, 12 months time, come back to her when she's in a much better place in life. And let's, let's have a spark it up again. Let's see what's up again. And then we will see. But And this is the, this is the lesson that I was reflecting on that night, thinking that, you know, I was really proud of myself because I have not been presented with this situation in a little bit of time, but I know for sure that when I was presented this as a younger younger boy, as a young boy, that I would not have recognized that and that I would have just chomped at the bit 
chomped at the bit to get sexual with this girl that's sending me a sexual signal because I was not, ah, here we go, lessons on lessons, lessons cross lessons, because I would not have been confident that I would have been able to attract a different woman in my life. But because now I'm in a different stage in life, I know that I don't need this girl and that I would rather give her the time to, to grow herself and to allow herself to step into her prime. Then we can reconnect in that sexual way. Because, you know, she's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. I'd love to see her at her prime. I'd love to see that. And I'm sure she would, I'm sure she might, the reason, you know, I was hesitating to tell the story. She might have felt, I'm sure this is hard for her to hear. I'm sure this is hard for her to hear. If she's listened to this. And I hope, I hope she is. I hope she is for the sake of the learns. And if she wants to talk about this, please come at me. We'll talk about this. We can, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll sit down. We'll, we'll go, we'll go again. And we'll talk about this because it's different listening to me eye to eye and ear to ear. But I want this for all people. Like I want this for all people to not be in such a needy place in life in which that you feel like you have to transact on each and every single person right now. Like if you sense that someone is not in the right position in this life to connect with you, let them grow. Let them grow. Let them become who they need to become in which that you are 100% confident that yes, this feels right, right now. If there's any doubt, any sliver of a doubt, let it grow. Let it grow. So there's that. Now, I want to dive into a bit of a tactic right now. I want to dive into a bit of a tactic, which is, I'm sure, we're, because you know, because we're diving back to tea here, I'm sure there are many of you now thinking, okay, Adam, I get it. When there's a girl who I've been good friends with, huh? she's sending me a sexual signal, she wants me to shift the frame. How? <laughs> How the fuck do I do that, sir? It's actually not that complicated, of course, all these things. And if for those of you that know my shit, the tactics are always super, super simple, but simple is never easy. Simple requires you to become someone because if they were easy, every fucking fish would be doing it. But the reason why they're not easy is because it requires you to step into a new level of being if it's currently something quite challenging for you. So embrace that, run towards your fear, run towards your challenge. That's where your treasure will lie on the other side of that. So, with that being said, how to do? The how to do, let's take it for tea. Let's say, let's just run with that because it's real context and it'll ground it for you. Let's say that, okay, he now says to me, I would like to explore the new sexual universe with this girl. How am I going to go about doing that? Well, what I recommend is that you go back to how you should have said it from the very beginning. Go right back to the hardcore principles of open, direct, honest communication. You're going to lay down the T's and C's as a conversation with her. You're going to have the talk with her about where we're at. You're not going to, because you're going to play your masculine frame. You are going to do what the masculine has been doing for generations upon generations, which is setting the frame, which is saying to the girl, this is what it is for me. This is what it is for you. And this is what's going to be for us together. Okay. If you are down, let's get down. If you are not down, that's totally cool as well. No pressure on you. I don't need it from you, which is why there's no pressure. So for those of you that are keen listeners, exactly what you would do with a girl right from the beginning. But nothing changes here. The dynamics of the relation between masculine and feminine energy does not change. Fundamentals are fundamentals for a reason. So what I'm going to be saying to you here is that what you need to do is you need to have a night with this girl. You get that, you get that tea. You get that coconut oil. If you're doing if you're doing brownies, make sure they're keto. Make sure they're non non-processed sugar, right? Non-refined bullshit. 
And you get you get that plant based. Sorry, I'm, I'm going too deep on that now. It's because I'm I'm, uh, I'm feeling some I'm feeling some healthy dark chocolate brownies right now with some uh, organic style, non refined sugar. That's where it's at. You get that stevia, anyways. So you set up the environment is what I'm talking about, and you say to her, you don't beat around the fucking bush. You say, well, listen, I'm feeling that a little bit of a shift has happened between you and I, and I wanted to have a conversation about that, et cetera, et cetera now. And for those of you that maybe have not heard the casual relationship, how to set up the talk, how to enter a casual relationship, that podcast or that or the video specifically on that, how that goes now is that I felt this shift. So you've set the context around this conversation. You've set the environment. She's not in a triggered position. You're not in a triggered position. We're just going to be two adults about this and have a conversation. No holds barred. We're going to sit down and listen, this is where I'm at right now. I'm feeling this shift between you and I in which I, yeah, we're different people than when we first met. And I acknowledge that I probably slipped on that. I slipped on that right from the get, but I'm a different guy now. I think you're sensing that. So this is what I want to say. I'm feeling this vibe from you. I'm feeling something towards you and I like to explore that. I like to explore that with you. And of course, these are the words, but it's got very little to do with the words. Because the word, I, I, if any, if there are any of you right now sitting out there like writing this shit down going, I would like to explore this. No, no, put your fucking pen down. It's got nothing to do with the words that I'm saying. This has got far more to do with how I am saying it and the energy I'm communicating through my eyes of her, which is that all I'm saying is that we need to get sexual, both emotionally and physically. However, that comes out verbally. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, right? The more you do this, the better you get with words. But at a very simple core level, it's just that, yeah, I sensed a shift. Let's do it, right? I'm, I paint it very artistically and I paint it very, in a, in a real nice way because I've done this quite a bit. So I like to have fun with it. I like to see how I can entertain the imaginative side of my brain and how I can do this in different ways. But make no mistake, it's got very little to do with the words. As long as the words communicate and align with the feeling, that's all that matters. And the feeling is that we need to get this shit going. We need to light this fire. However that comes out is however it comes out. So I'm saying that to her. Now, what that means though, is that that's how I'm feeling, but I don't want to make any assumptions about how you're feeling. So once I've painted out to her how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling that, yeah, I'm sexually attracted to you right now. I'm feeling that you're sexually attracted to me, right? I, that's how I'm feeling. And I'd like to explore that. How are you feeling? Shift it to her. Pass the stick to her. Let her explore that. Let her come out with that. She's gonna come at she's gonna come at you with a whole bunch of different things that are not gonna come out with white flags. Because now also please, please don't when I'm when I'm saying white flags, I'm using the analogy of white flag to white butterfly. I'm not saying giving up as the white flag of giving up. I'm just talking about the analogy of direct versus indirect. Masculine versus feminine. So you're going to come at her with a direct masculine energy. Expect her to come at you with the indirect, feminine, creative, wild as fuck, electric, all over the place energy in which that you are not going to get a straight answer. You are not going to get from her, all right, Adam, let's fuck. All right, right, Adam, let's let's get down here. It's not going to be like that. Like that's few and far between girls. And even the most direct, even the girls, which I'm actually not very attracted to, because they have too much of the energy I already have. Even with the slightly more masculine, the girls that I've met that have slightly more masculine energy that I have wanted to, you know, it's not too overbearing, but it's been enough where it's like, mm, okay, I want to see this a little bit. I want to get a little angle on this. Even those girls still are not going to send me, are not going to show me a white flag of directness. 
they're still going to send me a butterfly of some kind. And that white butterfly might come in the way of, yeah, um, yeah, I, I was kind of feeling, you know, something like that as well. And you're like, this, I don't know. I don't know. This is it's interesting. I haven't done this before. I haven't. And l- listen, for, the, for those of you that are listening to this, you need to go onto YouTube and watch what I just did. You probably just heard a lot of this. Now, for those of you on YouTube, you saw what I did. But for those of you that are listening, you probably heard a lot of rattling of my mala beads right here. And for those of you, and you need to go back and listen, because what I just did is that I stepped into the feminine energy that when I was portraying the feminine energy, my eyes went down. I started backtracking on my words. I started fiddling. I started getting wavered because that is the nature of feminine energy when she's being put to the task. When she's being confronted with a strong frame, a strong masculine frame that is asking of her to intertwine and to become engaged the way that you know a girl is playing into this is that she's going to start to flutter. She will start to send you butterflies, okay? And so let's play on. Let's keep going. But I just feel like it's really important for those of you to go onto YouTube on the podcast. Sorry, go onto YouTube at this time marker or we're like an hour or something in and dive in on that. No, hold on, let me reset. Okay, so picking up where we left off, she's, uh, she's like, yeah, it sounds like something maybe we could explore. Maybe we could explore. You're going to hear a lot of these terms. I don't know. Maybe we could. And see, some guys get like buttered about this. Some guys get like upset. Like, why can't girls just be direct with us? Why can't girls just tell us exactly what they feel? Why can't they give me a straight answer? Because you wouldn't be attracted to her if she did do that. The feminine energy via its very nature is indirect. It's going to send you lightning from left field, right field, up and above. It's going to show you angles that you never even thought were angles. That's why you're attracted to her. If, if she was going to say to you, I'm down. You'll be like, oh, really? Like, excuse me? Like, that's not, that's not what it should be. Unless you are a male who has a lot of feminine energy, who is attracted to a female who has a lot of masculine energy in which the dynamics are reversed based on gender. But the, so the the example, or sorry, the situation, the dynamic between you two is reversed, but the actual fundamental energy play is the same. It's just that instead of you having the masculine energy, she has the masculine energy, which is actually, well, common's not the right word, but it pops up more than you would expect. Like I've spoken about this before. I know plenty of couples, plenty is the wrong word. I know a few couples, which is the case for, in which that the girl wears the pants. The girl has the more masculine energy. So that conversation is going to be different. But of course, I'm not going to speak to that because that's the minority. That's not the, the average. The average is that you're going to be a man who has masculine energy, more so of, and she's going to be a woman that has more so of feminine energy. So you would not be attracted to her if she's going to just like say, yep, okay. It's not, it's not going to be the way. And, and it would actually turn you off. It would turn me off. I said, I dropped it before that I'm actually, I am not attracted. I'm less attracted. I get not pushed away. I am sexually turned off by girls that have a lot of masculine energy because I already have a lot of that myself. I'm, eat, I'm eating game meat, son. Right? I'm out there living that life. Right? <laughs> oh, shit. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a little cave, I'm a caveman in that way. I love it. So, anyways, anyways, coming back in. So, expect her to dip and dive. Expect her to show you anything but a level of directness that you would expect from another man. But at the same time, expect, read, not expect, but read any absence of 
disharmony as a clean sign. Any absent, and that's what it is, because for a girl, she doesn't want to have to say yes. She wants to be able to say, I don't know, and for you to be able to read that and go, ah, let me lead. A girl doesn't expect... I keep saying the word expect, and I think that word's just coming out a little too flagrantly. It's more want. It's not so much expect. A girl doesn't want to have to spell everything out for you and to have to lead you because it's not her role. The feminine energy's role is not to lead you. So don't, there we go, now expect is the right word. So don't expect her to do that. But just know that unless she is coming at you with some real hard signal that, nah, you're way off. Because there's always that possibility. There's always the possibility that either her, she changed her mind in, the, in between the time you felt the signal and now you're having the conversation. Definitely possible. Or there's just that maybe you completely misread the signal. You're just like super far off and that's definitely a possibility. So never underestimate your own ignorance and your own assumptability. It's not even a word, but it sounds cool. Could be a word, don't think so. But never underestimate, never overestimate yourself. Never, never, uh, and never underestimate your own ability to be wrong. That's a really important thing just in life. So that's why we give her the opportunity to bounce back to us. But for me, all I need from a girl is the absence of that disharmony. I don't need her to tell me yes. All I need from her is a not a clear hard no. If she, unless she, unless she says, like, no, you're far off here. Like, I don't think so. This is not. If she's coming at me with a typical feminine, I don't know, this sounds, sounds interesting. I don't know. I don't know. This is maybe, but maybe. But <laughs> I love that stuff. I love it. I love it because whenever it sets a girl doing that, it's like that gets me excited because that's what makes me attracted to her. That I go, oh, maybe. I fucking love maybe. You would never accept maybe from a masculine being. It fucking pisses you off with dudes that are maybe dudes. I hate maybe dudes. And I'm, I say hate. I mean, I got love for them. I got love for them, but I don't hang out with them. I'm not best friends with them. None of my friends are maybe dudes, right? My best friends are yes or no dudes, okay? But the girl, if you look at my my track record of the girls I've been with, they're all feminine beings, so they're all, to a certain degree, got that maybe in them. And, of course, it fluctuates based on environment. A girl, your feminine sexual partner, when it comes to the sexual play, she's going to be maybe. She's gonna, you want her to be maybe because you don't want her to be telling you left, right, and center what you have to do. You wouldn't be attracted to her in that way. But when she steps into a different environment, say a work environment where she's trying to go hardcore on her purpose, hardcore on her career, she might step more into her masculine energy then and try to cultivate more energy, masculine energy then. But then when she gets into a sexual space of you, it flips back into the uh, feminine. And this is an oscillation. This is an oscillation which all human beings are capable of. Now, we all have a set point. Of course, we all have a set point. Like you're not going to see a hardcore uh, type A style, just um, Sarah, Bla- well, not Sarah Blakely is probably not a good example because uh, well, she's you know the first one of the, I'm not sure if she was the first female billionaire that, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but she's definitely probably the most well-known uh, for creating Spanx. Um, but, you know, picture the female CEO, right? You know, like, she's she got a natural set point. She's got to be pretty... She's got to have a lot of masculine energy if you're going to be a female CEO. However, now I'm thinking about Jessica Alba, but no, she wasn't a CEO right from the get, though. Like, she stepped into business now but she she always started off as an actress so that's a bit different 
But but actually seeing her now, you're seeing that she is now that she's playing into that CEO role. If you've seen videos of her, if you've seen interviews of her, specifically her fireside chat or a fire talk with Gary V speaking to uh, Vayner Media, you got to hear a lot of her mentalities and her mindsets. And it's very interesting to listen to her speak more in her masculine energy. Anyways, anyways, all I was talking about there is that we all have the capability to oscillate to some degree and to change within our environment based on the environment, but it's never going to waver from our set point too far. Too far. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure how we got onto that. I have no idea how we got onto that. But as we dive back up this rabbit hole, and I get me some of this ginger water. The how-to is what we were speaking about. The how-to is a direct, honest communication. Oh, that's why. Right? It's a direct, open, honest communication in which that you say what you want, you get from her what she wants so that there is no miscommunication. But do not be deceived in thinking, or do not be misled. No, it's the same word, fuck. <laughs> do not, but that's not really the word I was looking for. It was like, do not be disheartened. That's the word. Do not be disheartened if you do not receive a, an absolute direct answer from her. That's not what you want. Right, all you need from her is that the absence of outright no. She gives you a maybe, that's what I'm looking for. She gives me a maybe, that's what I want. And then from there, you then paint out what it looks like for both of us. And then you go about your business. You go about your business. Now, I want to paint on the track end here because we're going to start to wrap up. In the, not even in the event, when the event happens in which that this no longer works for you two, because it will happen. Well, well, actually, hold on. It's a bit. Let me I'll jump at the gun there a little second. Hang on. It's either this goes balls up in three weeks and four weeks. She's not the girl that you thought she was in a sexual relationship. So you're gonna have to end it. You need to have the balls to end it. You cannot let it drag on. You cannot be attached to what you once were and realize that oh shit. Now we can't ever go back to that. So I may as well just stay in the sexual relationship with her, even though I know we're not happy because I know we can't go back to No, 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 no. All right. If that if you're feeling that things have changed and it's not what you thought it would be, you need to you need to lay it to rest. And you need to let because if you don't, it's just only gonna get worse. All right. Follow the wise words of Lao Tzu twenty five hundred years ago. Take care of difficult things while they're still easy. When you know things are off, let things lay. Let them lay to rest, okay? Do not drag shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, Lao Tzu would say 2,500 years ago, take care of difficult things while they're still easy. Adam in 2018 saying, don't drag shit. <laughs> How eloquent. I can, I can get philosophical. I can get philosophical. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Anyway, so, so in the event that that happens, but there's also the other potential, which is that actually... Things are so much better than you thought they would be now in a sexual relationship and you actually want to go monogamous with her, so you follow that line. That's how that runs. That's how to do. But the how to do is the same as how you would do getting into a casual relationship. Open, direct, honest, congruent, and authentic. Uh, No mess afterwards. That's it. That's it. So when when we wrap it up and we're summarizing this and we've spoken on, you know, female friendships and when a woman is sending you the signal that hey hey Miss Dewey I would love for you to slide in here and explore this sexual relationship this sexual universe of me can you take control can you take me there in the event of that happening 
Just read the person in front of you. Read the person in front of you. Read and the, uh, fuck yes. That's really. If you could have got anything from that personal example of the girl that I was talking about earlier in the potto, that's all I was doing. I was just reading the girl in front of me and knowing that we're not right for each other at this right moment. Even though I know that she's sexually attracted to me right now, I know that this is going to be this. I've, I've, I can already see the fire. I can already see the flames. And instead of that happening, let's not. Let's not right now. And it's not. Let's not right now forever. It's let's not right for right now. It's not let's not forever. It's so it's getting t- twisted my words there. It's basically just saying that let's give it time. Let's give each other time here and not rush it. And she could be a completely different person in six months. I'll be completely different for sure. I'll be a completely different person in six months. And, you know, things can blossom from there. So there's been lessons there on not being attached to any form of outcome. Even when you know the outcome has already been served to you. It's such a good lesson. It's such a lesson. Because there's always the thing we talk about in not being attached to the potential outcome. But I never say potential outcome because that's a given. When we talk about don't be attached to the outcome, we're always thinking in the future mind. We're never thinking in the present mind. We're never thinking in that, oh, that also applies to when you know the fruit is ripe right now. When this experience is ripe to be harvested right now. That's why I thought it was really interesting to dive in on that because it's not something we talk about. We normally talk about, you know, with a girl that you're not entirely sure about yet. But this is a girl that I know that if I if I wanted to, if I was keen, you know, let's let's do it tonight. Let's do it tonight. But I decided let's not do it tonight because I would like to see you in six months. I'd like to see who you're going to be. And that's all predicated on my non-attachment. <clears throat> and that's all predicated on my non-attachment to the potential and present outcome. Present and potential outcome. I'm just realizing that's, a, that's actually a very, very key lesson. And that even though we're wrapping up this potter now, that could actually be its own video. It just hit me right then and there. So that's interesting. I'll, I'll let that I'll let that marinate. Get some smoky paprika, some extra virgin olive oil, some Himalayan rock salt, some crown black pepper, and we'll marinate that shit. <laughs> oh, that's actually one of my favorite marinades. If you guys are looking for a spicy marinade. And when I say spicy, I don't mean heat because I actually don't like spice at all. I didn't get that gene from my dad. You know, my dad's Malaysian. You think I'll be good with spice because everything Malaysian is spicy. I didn't get that gene. I am fucking terrible with spicy food. If you're a girl listening to this, do not take me to a... If you're anyone listening to this, do not take me to an Indian restaurant <laughs> or any place that does spicy shit. I'm not good. I'm not good with it. Don't have that tolerance. And uh, where were we going? Oh, the summary, the summary. So, so there's that. And it really comes down to reading the person in front of you. That's what I was talking about. It comes down to reading the person in front of you. Don't be attached to any outcome, whether it be future-based, potential-based, or present-based, and you'll be sitting pretty. You'll be sitting real pretty. That's it. That's it. The how to do, as you could tell, is actually very little to do with it. It's really more about just reading where you're at in life right now and understanding the inherent risks in going down a sexual relationship with a girl that you've already been friends with, knowing that you cannot unsee what you have seen, or vice versa, not going down that path and being a man who is stepping on the journey of I'm moving forward anyway. Because if you can do that, there will be no question mark. There will be no question mark because you're bringing in tons of girls anyway. You're bringing in new relationships anyway all the freaking time. So it does not matter whether one thing you had sex with this girl or not does not matter. It only matters if you are scarce. When you're abundant, you don't give a shit. (laughs) You just don't. You just don't. That's just how it is. So that's where we're going to wrap this up. And as I've been doing lately, the outro is going to come at the end. So 
yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll catch on. We'll slide right into that. Wishing you guys the best. Yeah. Thank you, my friends, for diving into that session of all sessions. I really appreciate it. Now, if you guys would like to dive deeper with me, the best place to connect with me outside of these potters on YouTube or on iTunes or on wherever you're listening to this is on the gram, Tang one W-O-Y-Tang1. And that's where I'm pumping out daily inspirational content where you guys can slide me DMs, slide me your contacts. Speaking of which, if you have longer uh, contacts, you want to send me an email, poldojo.com, which is what this portal is brought to you by. You guys can send me uh, that context through emails in the about section or the about me section, contact me section there. But also, if you guys would like to dive in on some deeper education, I've got the ebook. Uh, you can pick that up over there. Crash Course Kick Ass Day Game. You can book one on one Skype coaching, which I've been doing a gaggle of lately. And if you're interested in ongoing packages and not just one offs, then you can, we can flesh that out as well. And if you're interested in deep, immersive boot camps, really have that path illuminated for you, then just send me inquiries there, serious inquiries only, at balldojo.com. So it was an absolute time, and I thank you guys so much for being on the journey with me. As always, I'm wishing you guys the best, and I'd love your feedback. I'd love for you to drop a comment on YouTube, letting me know what was the most important thing you got from this, what was the value you derived from this. Uh, if you have your own stories, for sure, uh, slide me a DM on the gram. Let me know, right? Even though you guys know that I'm doing this shit, uh, for the one, it always helps. It always helps me to know who's getting benefit from this. So I really thank you for all that. And I'm wishing you guys the best on the journey. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.